Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. Welcome again to another section, part episode of my dear spiritual child letter from me, Agape Love himself. We're beginning number 16 as we are working through Isaiah 61, which we just finished, and beginning Isaiah 62. These were foundational scriptures to help me, Pastor Deborah, understand him, the God of this light, and you, the little forever person inside of a dirt body. That's right. I had to study who he was talking to in the Bible, the King James Bible, who you were, what he wanted for you. And how he was going to help you. See, I discovered he's a God of love. And love always helps. It brings healing and comfort and peace and joy to those it is in relationship with. And to all of those that he has not yet met or in a relationship with, it has an everlasting covenant with them. Oh, they don't know it. You didn't know that. No. You just felt the draw in your dreams while you're whatever you're doing in the day to go someplace and you didn't know where to go. You were drawn by the love of Agape Love himself. And he had me write this letter to you years and years ago. I sent it out with teddy bears, I sent it out all around the world and even in the community. As powerful. And we got off onto the scriptures of Isaiah 61 and 62, which were foundational in Pastor Deborah's life in understanding this heavenly father's heart for you, his heart's purposes for you and him and his prophetic words that were spoken as you see them coming down. See them? He has spoken out into the world prophetic words for you and for him. And in this section that we're going to begin, number 16, we're continuing on in his special, special letter from space and time to you called My Dear Spiritual Child Letter. So let's begin. If you see a little difference, it's because I moved my chair a little closer to the microphone. But before we begin, I want to give a thank you to Zoom, who we are recording in, to Pixabay for the wonderful motion video, to the King James Bible, the authorized one, for it has no commentaries, and to YouTube and to Twitter and LinkedIn. They are all wonderful social media platforms that provide a way to get his message, his words out to you. So long after I'm gone, you can still hear him in his own words to you. Mm -hmm. He does this for a lot of people. He speaks through them, tells them things he wants to do. Gives them information and knowledge. Because a lot of people, most of humanity, 
Don't believe in him as a God. Don't believe in his words that they even came to the earth. So they can't hear him. They can't really see him in nature or in science. So he sends out what we call apostles, sent ones to speak to you as prophets, as teachers, as pastors, as shepherds, as evangelists, moving in powerful gifts that he provides for our spirit to help you and to help him. Mm -hmm. And he even makes us a priest unto him so that when we pray on your behalf, he'll hear us Mm -hmm. because he watches over his words, watches over those he's called. Sometimes our calling is very hard and it requires us to give our life. The early Christians knew that even though they moved in powerful signs and wonders because there's an enemy down here. His name is Satan, the adversary of God, who was kicked out of the kingdom of heaven, came down here created his own kingdom called darkness. You might recognize him when you look at the Lord of the Rings, Sauron and Mordor, the master who desires to serve no one who's evil and wicked and will turn people and creatures to work for him, put them under spells, horrible, horrible issues. That's right. So this letter is to you from him. And I want to begin first with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that those you have brought here in the garden today that are listening, even in their dreams, when they're out of their body, when they're frightened or being abused or tortured, or death is near, that they will hear you and they will learn about you and your love for them from these words of Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 62, your prophetic words decreed and spoken thousands of years ago for all of humanity. So help us to understand you and your spoken words, your prophetic words that you spoke through Isaiah, your prophet long ago, and that you had him write down for us to hear you even now. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, if you notice, there's some things happening around my hair because I don't work with a green screen. See, when I tilt my head, that's my background, my living room. I've tried the big green screens. They are too big for my little space. I've tried ones attached to a chair, not big enough. I made my own out of poster board and green posters. Too cumbersome too hard to fold up and hold up. So I just do it without it. Now, sometimes, as you notice, my hand will just disappear into the video, or you will see my background coming through, or I won't be as clear as I could be. But I hope you don't mind, because it's much easier. I have so many recordings to do. I'm going to do another one right after this one. So let's begin. We're beginning. Isaiah 62, verse 1. We had just finished up the final verse in Isaiah 61. We were learning that we got some issues. We got some problems. We got some shame and guilt. We were trapped in prison cells. We were dirty and grungy. 
we were fearful and hopeless. And this God had sent his word. He was going to send it. And it came. And a young man, his name was Christ Jesus. The dirt body of Christ gave Christ the image and likeness of God, filled with the Holy Spirit, his legality to speak and do things from the kingdom of heaven on earth. It was attached to a dirt body of the earth. And he came to help us. And Isaiah was telling us he's coming. And this is what he was going to do. So when you read Isaiah 61 for yourself, if you don't have a Bible and you have a phone, you can get it online. It's audio, video Bibles. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, don't even have a phone, God will show you in nature. He'll talk to you in your dreams like he's doing right now. He'll bring you here when I'm recording. And he'll speak to you in the privacy of the spirit realm in your dreams. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people don't get this message till they're on their deathbed. And death has taken them and they start going down to that bad place. But Pastor Deborah was given permission after I was given the keys to hell, to death and the grave. I asked God to put the cross with his son on it so you could see him before you entered into hell or into torment. Some people call it purgatory. Some people call it Hades. Place a torment for your spirit. Oh, your dirt body never goes there. It stays up on the earth, rats away, eaten up, turns to ashes, dust from what it came from. But at that entrance, there's a cross. Young man is on it named Christ Jesus calling out to you, saying, Father, Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. And it is finished. There's an angel right there with a cup of living water to offer it to you with a gift of eternal life. All you have to do is take the water, look up at the cross and say, you did that for me because you love me, but I don't know you. He knows you. And yes, he did that for you. And if you have that belief and you accept that offer, you'll never go down. You will go straight on up. An angel will escort you into the very heart of the kingdom of heaven, the throne room. And you'll meet the great I am and his son who sits on his right hand named Christ Jesus. That's right. So we're going to begin Isaiah 62, verse 1. Okay? Let me get the scriptures for us. Verse 1 says, For spiritual Zion's sake will I, the Lord, not hold my spiritual peace. I will not be silent. Now, who is Zion? Zion is your spirit in here. He considers your spirit Zion, a city, the new city he desires to build mm -hmm. in you. He lost that long ago, back in the garden. And he's been desiring to have his city and you 
again. So he says for that case, for that cause, he's not going to be silent. You can see him. He's always shining out down his love, his stars to the earth, to all that are on it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have to use anybody, but he chooses to if they can grow and mature and become mighty kings and royal priests unto him for the kingdom of heaven. He won't move through flesh. He won't move through religion. And that's what most people have and are. They're religious people with rituals and all kinds of traditions and cultures. They don't hear God's voice. They don't know his word. If they quote it, they don't understand it. I got some lady out there right now. She's asking people's opinions about what to do with the disunity in the church. I already sent her the scriptures and told her why there's disunity, because there's babies. And they need to grow up, which means they need teachers. They need mamas to come along and spank their little fannies. They need father figures to mentor them. They need the word of God spiritually that will then transform their soul. They're soulish creatures. And we're told that through Paul, an apostle of this Christ Jesus. That even if you're a believer, but you're still acting, thinking, doing things. Under rituals and the elements of the world, like when Christmas is or we got to have a prayer meeting. We got a fellowship in the church building. We have to go to church. We have to pay tithes. The spirit does not pay tithes. The spirit prays all the time to God through the Holy Spirit. I was just with him most of the night asking for increased spiritual knowledge and wisdom to help you. I know the battle's coming and it's already started in the spirit realm against me. I have helpers out there helping wonderful social platforms that will help and stand. But I have to also help them. But this particular person, she is trying to build something, a movement to bring unity, to bring the end time. God said, you don't know anything. There's not going to be an end time until you preach the kingdom of heaven. Children can't do that. When they're in religion, religion does not preach the kingdom. It preaches denominational doctrines. It preaches that women cannot talk. I'm not a woman. I'm a non-gender spirit being talking to you. Mm -hmm. I'm a child of the light. That's right. In the spirit realm, I don't look like this. I'm just a ball of white light glistening out with a voice. Mm -hmm. I can take on any form I desire. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to build some unity and get different opinions. And I'm thinking there's only one opinion that counts. It's already in the word what the causes are of disunity, why the church is divided and in divisions. It's already there. And then the end time, they all want to escape and get out of here. They want to be a part of some revival. I already told her a spiritual revival for the human spirit is already happening. It's happening through my dear spiritual child letter. You're here. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people are hearing this right now. 
and we'll hear it later. But they don't believe in that realm. And I even had to send her the journey I went on. I had to learn what I believed about the spirit realm. Was it real? Were the words in the Bible for us or not? I sent those to her to show her until you come to believe and you understand there's a spirit realm and that is where God is working and his words are for the spirit. And he is looking for the spirit to worship him, not the flesh, not in buildings. He has his own building, Zion. He has his own temple in your spirit. Now, he also has that all up in heaven. And he's trying to build that in you. That's right. So he can settle down and be right there inside of you. And you and him travel wherever you go. We're mobile. That's right. Even in my dreams, even in the spirit realm, he's with me. That's right. So I've been trying to teach her, but I don't think I'm going to get anywhere. She's basically a religious flesh creature. That's right. And she wants to go and get consensus from people of many denominations. I looked at them. They don't believe the same thing. And she doesn't understand. And she doesn't want to look at that. You don't go to anybody but to God himself, to his word. And she's picking and choosing scriptures, trying to build something, doesn't even understand the context of the scriptures and when they were spoken, why they were spoken. I'm having to slowly disconnect from her because I'm a spiritual teacher, as you can tell. So here we are in verse number one. God says, for your sake. And for my Zion's sake that I want to build in you spiritually, in your spirit, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm not going to be silent for Jerusalem's sake. Jerusalem means the city of peace. He wants to build his new Jerusalem in you, in your spirit, a city where his throne room will be, his altar will be. His presence will be. He said, I, the Lord, will not spiritually rest or stop working, stop speaking until my spiritual righteousness, therefore, goes forth as a spiritual brightness. Can you see it? A light shining brightly. And the spiritual salvation of you. Salvation means something's been salvaged. Something was uh, hurt, broken, wounded, and it needed to be repaired. Mm -hmm. You can take a, anything that's broken, thrown away because it doesn't work anymore. And you have to fix it, heal it, transform it. And what he does in salvation, he says, I'm going to save my creation, my child. I'm going to start over. The thing that you are right now, the thing you become, you ain't going to have that. That dies on the cross. In his mind and in the eyes and the law of the kingdom of heaven, you, that old, nasty, separated, evil, wicked spirit, and your soul, 
and your physical body was put inside of Christ Jesus. It was beaten and whipped for its sins of its forefather, Adam. God held off judgment of eternal separation for humanity till he himself could come inside of another human spiritual person, a human. That's right. So you were put inside of him by the law. God's mind says, I will put all humanity in my son, my sacrifice, my lamb. And I will torture him and kill him. And he will shed earthly blood that's not been contaminated by sin for you. Mm -hmm. And I will see that the punishment and the judgment has been fulfilled on all of humanity. And when Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He's talking about you spiritually. And then he said, it is finished. Then he went down into hell. He got tortured a little bit. And then all that sin came off because his spirit never sinned. He was never disobedient to his father. And he walked up to the king of hell, Satan himself, and says, I'm taking the keys of hell, death, and the grave back from you. You were to keep people out of our presence who due to sin and death, but you no longer have it. I'm taking it back. And then I'm going to pass it on to Deborah when she's mature and begins in the anointing of the kingdom of heaven. I was given those keys. That's why I could put the cross there, an angel with a cup of cool living water. That's right. I don't own them. I was given them to minister to you on behalf of the Father, the King of the kingdom of heaven. So he says, for new Jerusalem's sake, that I want to build this new city of peace where I want to settle down inside of you, inside of your spirit. He says, until that happens, and I and my light spiritually come forth out of you, like it's coming out of me, as a spiritual lamp that burns and shines spiritually brightly in the spiritual darkness, in ignorance. I won't stop, he says, until that is done. So Pastor Deborah's a light, a lamp. Now, the glow that comes off of me, Tim, I'm sort of like the wick. My, physical, my spirit is sort of like the wax of the candle. Mm-hmm. It's not the wax of the candle or the stick. It's the fire and the light that comes from its burning. That gives light in the darkness. Pastor Deborah's spirit is like that. And it shines. This is God himself speaking through nature, through science, and dreams, and visions, and world circumstances. He's speaking and talking to you to try to reach you. 
Isaiah 62 says to us that his heart's desire is he wants to build a city of Zion inside of you with another city called the city of peace, the new Jerusalem. And he tells us that his prophetic words and desires, he will never be silent until that's done in you. And that you then start shining out his words to others. Sometimes in the spirit, I don't have to do anything. The light of him just shines out. Mm -hmm. I can tell you a story about that. I was talking to a guy in a white van. His name was Tony. And just looking at him, because he was in multi-generational Satanist. He was a powerful witch. The demons in his eyes were trying to look at me, and they were just dancing back and forth. They couldn't be still because my light was blinding them. That's right. Your spirit, God wants it to be a gentle light to the little ones, you. Ones who have not heard, but against the demonic spirits of the kingdom of darkness of Satan, they are power. He wants his light, his love. His words, his kingdom, to shine out of you spiritually in the darkness, just like he does here. He's shining on the world, and we are to do the same. But first, you got to get the light. First, you got to get him in you. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that? Well, first, you just got to believe that he's real. That's all. Take that first step. And then say, I need to come out of this darkness. And he says, no problem. I'll give you a Hebrews 4.12. I'll give you a spiritual circumcision. That's like a cocoon that's been wrapped around a caterpillar. He'll open up the cocoon and out will come a beautiful butterfly. I'll have to stretch its wings and flap a little bit and get moving. But he didn't go into the cocoon as a butterfly. He went in as a Another creature, another form, caterpillar. That's right. A Hebrews 4.12 is a spiritual circumcision where your soul is cut open and your spirit's allowed to come out freely and meet this God and for him to shine freely on your spirit without the interference of the soul. You get born again when you do that. Then your spirit will go back into your soul, but it'll be different. You might have war inside of you, headaches, sickness. Your soul will not like what just happened to you because the soul has been in charge. It's been the king and the ruler of you, little one. You, the forever person who's supposed to be filled with this light of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the light, the righteousness of spiritual salvation. And there will be war inside of you. That's right. And then your enemy, who you've been serving, even if you didn't know it, who's been torturing you, using you mm -hmm, for his purposes, he will recognize that you belong to somebody else. You now own, allegi you own allegiance to another Lord, another master. You serve another now his adversary and there might be physical problems from your family mm -hmm. 
But if you ask God to help you, he will protect you. He'll give you escape mechanisms. He'll stop a lot that's going to happen because he needs you. He needs you to become like Pastor Deborah, shining out his light to others. I was in deep prayer last night for children all over the world. That's right. And youth and young teens and young adults. And even the most evil, wickedest men you could ever imagine. They do horrible, wicked things to nature, to animals that are corrupt, that are liars and deceit, that have anger issues and mouths of filth. And they beat women and children. And they think having sex with children's okay. And they're changing languages that instead of a woman having a baby, it's just a person. They are trying to change your thoughts of your soul, your ideas, your concepts. So you won't believe. But God said, I got a way to get to you. I work from the inside out through power, through light, through love, through the Pastor Debras of the world to your spirit. Then your spirit will help your soul. And I can put scramblers up against those when you go to school and they're trying to teach you racism, to hate your other classmates because they have a different skin color. They're trying to change what is mental illness into normalcy. They're trying to change everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're working from the outside to your soul. But I work from the inside out. And we're going to clash in you. That's right. There's war. It's here on earth. And it's happening right now. But don't you be discouraged. This God is, <laughs> he got some power. Mm-hmm. And he will be with you if you will also be with him. You may not understand everything yet. You're just getting started. So these prophetic words of Isaiah 62 are just to help you begin to see what he is wanting to do and what he is planning on doing. Mm -hmm. Once you complete all those things in Isaiah 61 and get cleaned up, born again, he's telling you of his heart's desires for you and him. So be encouraged. The Hebrews 4.12 is here. Your new birth is here if you want it. He will not force it on you. It must be of your free will. You may not really know him. That's okay. You may not know what kind of love he offers. That's okay too. If you just have a baby belief that he is here and he loves you. That's all it takes. He'll do the rest. And then welcome to the family to the kingdom of heaven, to the family of God. Even if you've been believing in other gods. That's right. And you don't have to go out and profess it to some of your family members. They won't understand. Just quietly change your life. And if you can't because of the culture and the traditions and the power of the men or your religion, just do it all in your spiritual thoughts. That's all. Do not return any evil for evil. Just love everybody.
no matter what. They will see spiritually the difference in you. And they will ask you, what's wrong with you? You're different. And they will see you spiritually having a light burning out of you. So you be encouraged. There's hope for you, your family, your friends, your cousins, your grandmas, your grandpas, your nations, your countries, all of humanity, and even the earth. That's right. So you just study, watch this, learn and grow. Love, Pastor Deborah, and this ends number part 16, will pick up in my dear spiritual child letter in part number 17 next time. Bye.